Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am, again, a part-time musician, played a show on Thursday for the first time in like what? forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did uh, you tell me that? Uh, I don't know. There might have been a Facebook invite involved or whatever. And, and But I, I hadn't practiced at all with the band <laughs> beforehand. So, Great. And I, like literally had not played a note with them for eight months. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just like let this one kind of go under the radar a mm. bit. But it, it, it ended up, go? Per, like, uh, not perfect, but it, it ended up going really well. Uh, so part-time musician and who knows, full-time, hopefully, fucking Oculus Rifter pretty soon. Ooh. There's a little black box behind you with a headset in it. All I need oh. now is a computer that can run it. So if any of you have <laughs> a couple thousand dollars lying around... Interest in the uh, really high stakes sprays. It's in, it is a very unassuming like, yeah. It's just a straight. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce this third voice that people well, probably have heard in the last of couple all, seconds? With me, as always, is my good friend and WNBA enthusiast Andrew Patterson. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Toronto needs a WNBA team. Yeah, we'll I'm told. we'll take half of Chicago Sky's current roster. And with I us, don't think that's how expansion works, but. Today is none other than our good friend and what comic book cover artist? Fables cover artist. Ooh. Fables cover artist. That is kind of, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, blow wind up your ass because you're sitting right next to me. <laughs> I, free, I mean, you know, it's kind of a big deal though. Yeah. Yeah, Fables cover artist Dark Tower, Nimit, right? yeah, Scarlet Witch, yeah, yeah. Wolverine Jubilee, yeah. <laughs> Fables, that's like the uh, that Xbox game, right? Yeah, <coughs> right. Peter Mullen. <laughs> Excuse me. That's uh, cool though. You did, and you did like the final issue too, right? Yeah. The like wraparound cover. To be clear, it's not the video game; it no. is the comic book. <laughs> Yo, if you don't know what Fables is. You, you better ask. Yeah, those were some good. You got you got some reading to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this week, uh, well, Nimit, why don't you tell us what we're looking at this week because they were your suggestions. Oh yeah. So for the hidden gem, I was thinking we do Atlanta, the T new series on FX. Yeah, TV show starring none other than Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, aka, AKA Troy. Troy. Ah. Uh, yeah. Troy and in the morning. Nice. That's good. It also, <laughs> significant because we have uh, whatever. Well, we yeah, won't go there. I'm but. a slender Indian man. <laughs> <laughs> and the You Gotta Love It is. Uh, what is it? It's uh, Marvel Studios or Netflix and Marvel's Luke Cage. So, this is an interesting You Gotta Love It because. It's almost a challenge to explain to people why you didn't love it. Because I feel like a lot of people liked this or just generally like the Marvel Netflix universe. But out of the three shows or four seasons, depending on how you want to look at it, that have come out so far, I think this is the weakest. And I have my reasons. I'd agree with that. But we, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Let's yeah. start out with 
Atlanta. Uh, I'll just start off by saying that I've watched every episode of the show, including the latest one. Uh, and they're only half hour long, so it's pretty easy to power through. I've been meaning to watch it forever, and this was a perfect excuse. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I have not caught up. Where did you... How many episodes in did you get? I think like three. Okay. That's probably enough to understand what's going on. There's one really weird episode oh, where they're yeah. on that talk show. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like all these fake commercials. It's so oh, strange. It's but so it's like intergalactic, interdimensional cable. Kind of. Um, but anyway, it just to sum it up before we get into our feelings on the show, it is a show starring Donald Glover, who is in an odd relationship, has a child and a kind of girlfriend and is somewhat homeless. He's kind of down on his luck, needs money. Former, I want to say Stanford um, or Princeton. I think maybe it was Princeton. Um, college student who drops out, uh, returns home and is working kind of dead end jobs. He comes to find out that his cousin is the next, drops a mixtape yeah. <laughs> that is like the next big thing. All about that paper boy. And decides that he wants to manage his cousin and needs to kind of convince him that he can do the job. And, you know, spoiler alert, he does, sort of. <laughs> but it's kind of a tenuous relationship thus far. It's like every once in a while he'll be like, fuck you, you're not my manager. But like he actually is his manager. And it, to me, I mean, I'll just get right into my thoughts about the show. To me, it kind of came off a little bit. So it's a comedy sort of. In the same way that I would say Orange is the New Black is a comedy. Not that I love that show, but it has the same sort of vibe where it's just like at times eerily serious and like almost too real, but then at times just hilarious. So I don't know if you guys want to pick up from there. Yeah, I've been pitching it to people as like Entourage meets The Wire. But <laughs> whoa. <laughs> but then like as I not, start, at, <laughs> not inaccurate, but. It's. I think it's just because you said the wire. It's like yeah. such hallowed ground that like well, it's difficult for me to not. Have either of you guys uh, ever seen the show How to Make It in America? Yeah, oh, Kid Cudi. Oh, totally. So it it kind of got that sort of vibe where in Entourage they're like already successful. These guys are like trying to claw their way into the rap game, but like the rapper just doesn't give a fuck about. Like he he enjoys the fame as far as as long as it brings him money but just doesn't give a fuck about really like being a rapper per se it's just like yeah fucking pay me Mm -hmm. and donald glover is just really desperate to like not be a loser because he's got a kid and a girlfriend kind of of. yeah Yeah. and then their buddy darius who just has the best lines in all the television the nigerian guy when 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 they roll up to uh to his dad's house, to Donald Glover's. That what's his name again? Feet. Will Wilmer Ernest. I can't oh, even fucking. Yeah. It's Ernest. Yeah. Ern. Yeah. Fuck. I went through a lot of names there. Uh, when they roll up to his house and his dad comes out, and uh, Paperboy is like talking to him, and then the guy, then Darius introduces himself, oh, and then yeah. he's just yeah. like, "Hey, I know we just met, but can I measure your tree?" And the guy just like it seems so convincingly yeah. like he's just like, uh, not right now. And then the guy like goes kind of like off mic, like goes back in the car and he's like, 
Oh, not now, man. That's practically never. <laughs> it's like you don't even know why. <laughs> What's the, yeah. uh, but that, like, I love uh, that those moments are peppered into it because I agree. Yeah. Like, there's parts of it, like the, even the first episode, like the way it opens, yeah, and closes, and closes, yeah. and you're just like, what? Like what? Before you know, obviously, what happens in the second episode, you're yeah. like, yo, dude, just fucking like shot some guy inside yeah. of a. But like, I, I think it sets the pace perfectly because that first episode totally. is pretty funny, but then it's like opens and closes very seriously. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the, and like even the type of humor is kind of, um, in a lot of ways, almost Dan Harmony. Not that I want to like because like there's that the lines he delivers like it was in the is even in the trailer but i like that part uh when they introduce him and his girlfriend maybe yeah right. their their relationship and then like the kid the kid is just there and he's like has her in the hall and he's like yeah. oh mom's going on a date with some uh, yeah, some, some corny dude some corny dude and then like pulls the baby in close and is like what's that no this is a great environment for you and it's just <laughs> sort of like the joke you're like oh that's funny but yeah. like kind of like oh shit like yeah. <laughs> like this guy's in a bit of a pickle yeah. the episode where he uh wants to sell his cell phone did you see that one? Oh yeah uh no oh that's my. like episode three or four or something yeah like maybe that. it's episode four then very funny or the justin bieber one but yeah. for some reason justin bieber's black yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one's like an all-star basketball game where they've got like all these celebrities and rappers coming in and paperboy signed up to play on the thing and then there's also this guy he, he's not justin bieber but he is justin bieber and he acts just like him and like well they call him justin bieber yeah. but it's it's like a, a like a you know like this annoying black kid yeah oh that's funny yeah and like paperboy feel like everybody like he's doing all kinds of shit like he walks in knocks over everything that's on a table like starts messing with people's hair and they're like oh yeah it's just justin bieber whatever and paperboy's like why what the hell why are you letting him do this yeah, yeah there's a i i one thing that i think the show does really well that is something that i always find hilarious in movies and te- whatever it is yeah even like in real life I feel like it's almost the way I react to things sometimes is like the amount of like, like the, uh, the moment at uh, the moment I'll use as an example is like <clears throat> after, I think it's an episode two after Paperboy gets bail or whatever. And like they go for food and that guy comes back from the kitchen is like, yo, like you, that rapper, like you, you're that guy. And like, yeah. yo, we got you like these, these wings, like all fixed up right after we finished being like, I don't like eating in front of people. Like, I just want to get it to go. Yeah. And they have this conversation. There's like a dialogue, but it goes like kind of steadily, but not rapidly like South. Like the guy's still being like, he's like, yeah, man, like, don't worry. We got your back. Yeah. And then he's like, he like leaves. But, and the guy's kind of, and Paperboy's like, oh yeah. And then he comes back and the guy's just like, don't ever change, man. Yeah. Like if you do. Like I'll find you, like like something like like that, like basically like don't let me down, like and it's so early in his career, but just like even though that scene is not that part, I don't think is intended to be funny. Like it's like kind of like you know when you become celebrity or you experience any degree of fame, and all of a sudden people feel like they have some sort of. But then the guy walks away, and like Darius doesn't even notice. He's just kind of like oblivious to the fact this happened. And Paperboy's kind of sitting there for there's like a full like forty seconds where he's clearly deeply disturbed, and he just kind of like keeps looking over his shoulder back at the guy just kind of like yo like what the fuck but like doesn't really this show has like so many moments like that where yeah. something happens and people are just like you're, you're gonna they don't yeah. even acknowledge most of the characters it's like 
whether it's something serious or something, maybe they've just grown up in that environment and it doesn't phase them. Yeah. Or just like, oh yeah, it's just par for the course. But then like some of the main characters, they, they appreciate like the, that maybe that shouldn't be a thing or, you know what I mean? And yeah. like just sort of that juxtaposition and they're just like, yo, like, am I the only person? And it usually is. They're the only person in the scene that notices that like something's amiss. Well, per- Paperboy, I think in the show is the perfect straight man to the whole thing. <clears throat> And in the latest episode, which I know you haven't seen, so I'll, I'll keep it brief, but he's in a club doing a club appearance, and this guy walks up to him and he's like, yo, you're Paperboy, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not, and he's just like, I know you are, right, and like, <laughs> kind of confronts him, and then he's, and then when he finally admits it, he's like, yeah, cool, and then just like starts rapping the lyrics to Paperboy to him, but not rapping it, he's just like, gotta get that paper, and like, just like, says it in very deadpan, like staring at him, and Paperboy, like after one verse, Paperboy's like, ah, oh, yeah, cool, you're a fan, and he just keeps going, and he's just like, no, yeah, I get it, like, that's cool, and the guy just keeps going, and I feel like that shit probably does happen mm-hmm. in real life, but it's still a very funny, like, awkward situation, so the, the, it's hard to explain the humor in the show, but it's very, like, grounded in reality, but still... Anyway, I think we can all agree that it's a hidden gem for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah, it's definitely and the music is fantastic and it's you know it's it's definitely very well done. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I I was definitely it put if you're the type of person that's maybe worried that it's going to be like the Donald Glover show, you know, like if maybe hit like I like him, like I love Donald Glover, I love Community, yeah, I love. Uh, well, I like Childish Gambino a lot. Like there. Um, and even like Derek comedy, like back in the day, but right. like I could understand how some people would be like, Oh, I don't want this to be like too Donald Glovery. If that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I don't, I don't like no disrespect to Donald Glover. I just like, you know, it's not everybody's bag for sure. Like it would be like, you could say the same thing of any comedian, I guess, but it doesn't feel like that at all. Like it feels like it's almost like his baby, you know? And he like really like is showing. Yeah. I mean, there's some yeah. episodes that he's not even really in it, but what about the show? Uh, made you think it was a hidden gem. Like, it, what what hooked you? Oh man! It also like I'm a little bit of a super fan for Donald Glover, which <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of puts me in a bias. But it's the same sort of thing where like you see him as Troy in Community. That's most people's like interaction with him. But this is like, you know, his raps are layered. Like his album yeah. for, uh, because of the internet. Like that felt like a really meta commentary on him where he was at his career like mm. constantly referencing like the reviews of his thing like his he has a strong fan base but then he doesn't get a lot of critical praise and like he's keep he keeps yeah. going into all these different avenues and people are like man why don't you quit rapping go back to acting or like vice versa like and so yeah. then this felt like oh sorry to interrupt uh, no, this felt like i was interrupting you <laughs> uh this felt like it feels like a kind of his opportunity to do like a full world building where he's building characters but they're like grounded in like a pretty you know i don't have any uh, reference for it but it feels like a pretty grounded realistic take on like what life in that community would be and like the actual gravity of the situation for these guys like the first episode opens where you're like ah he's a down on his luck guy like kind of a deadbeat dad just showing up he's got like a baby mama he's like just doing whatever you can see his relationship with this folks that he's kind of like oh he's mooching off them a lot and like he right. gave up opportunities but then like when he's going to try and like get from his cousin Darius shows up but like his first thing is like he just puts a gun to his head and you're like oh whoa like this is haha funny but wait a minute no this is just some shit he's got to deal with now and like navigate yeah. from there yeah it was pretty crazy I was just gonna say I think um 
That's another one of those weird situations. I feel like the what made Derek comedy funny to me mm-hmm. was like obviously the issues that sometimes I talk about, uh, things that are like taboo. And then what I liked, some of my favorite parts of community, <clears throat> I think any good comedy show, yeah. Um, what it does well is like drama. Like the what the comedy, like sure you can laugh, but like there's those moments of peppered in amongst the comedy are like these like really like sincere moments. Right. And I feel like granted I haven't finished like I haven't watched all of it. I, I only I own like the first three seasons, but like community, those are like my favorite moments. Like Troy and Abed were kind of these goofy characters, but then like situations they were in or like I guess there was sort of a period where like when Troy it was like Troy and Britta or something like that had oh, that yeah. but like when you get to see a side of him where he's not just like a goofy nerd, like ex football star, you know what I mean? Like, and um, it almost seems like what I would compare it to is listening to Judd Apatow talk about the Judd Apatow crew. Like he, like Seth Rogen and freaks and geeks. He has that story about like Seth Rogen and freaks and geeks where Seth Rogen was cast to be sort of like the kind of brooding bully, like bullish, even like bully type character. That's part of their crew. Yeah. And then they had an episode where, like, in the script or something, where it called for him to, like, show another side. And I guess there was people that had concerns that, like, he wouldn't be able to do it. But that he said that that was the moment where he realized he was like, yo, like, this this kid, has, he was like, holy shit. Like, he is fucking, like, acting the shit out of this in, like, a way that a lot of people might not appreciate because, you know, the show is funny or it might, you know, but, like, yeah. and I feel like he's kind of had that throughout his career. Like, he's kind of like the go- Seth Rogen. Like, people even make fun of the stereotype of Seth Rogen. His laugh is good. But, like, he definitely is able to deliver, to me anyway, in, like, the most ridiculous comedy, like, moments where you're kind of like, oh, this feels, like, believable, like, or, like, real. So I think that, like, this show is, like, a kind of similar to a lot of... uh almost like the Apatow TV shows in that it has like that kind of flavor where it's like, there's like, like Koji said earlier, like there's moment, like you can be laughing your ass off at parts that are legitimately like bizarre, hilarious in their, uh, in almost the severity of like the situation. But then like there are these moments where you're just like, it, it's a perfect balance. It keeps you like, it definitely keeps you involved because absolutely. Uh, on a side note, you should watch the final episode of community because it is, one of the best finales I've ever seen. But back to... Was that five or six seasons? The one, the Yahoo season. Because there was... The, the last season uh, was on Yahoo oh, and not on, on, yeah. on like TV. And six seasons of a movie. Yeah, I think it was maybe the sixth season, I want to say. It is crazy. Like, and then there's just a little commercial for a product at the end of the show, after the show's over. And they, like, it gets so dark. I don't. I can't even. You just you, was Dan Harmon involved with that. Oh that yeah, season again. Yeah, because yeah. didn't he he left for like yeah a well, season or two? They like got he? rid of him, right. and then he came back and did that last season, and it is like some next level shit. But anyway, back to the show at hand, Atlanta. I think it's important to note also that it is a half hour TV show. Not a lot of those that are good right now. Yeah. That's well, for sure. I was just about to say that. What is your Aside from the show, like, can you name a half-hour TV show that you really enjoy? That's like currently, yeah. like a current, because I can think yeah. of lots of old ones. Sure, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of Arrested like, Development is the first one that comes to my mind, but that's not current. Like, what on TV now? The only show that I can even remotely think of that I watch that's half-hour long, 
and I'm kind of like, you know, I enjoy it, but I don't really seek it out all that much is, um, workaholics. Hmm. Mm. It's always sunny is another good one. Uh, Silicon Valley is half hour. Oh, yeah. isn't it? oh shit. Yeah, Silicon Valley. Even though it's HBO, that's what threw me off. Yeah, yeah, like HBO, yeah, yeah. Silicon Valley is great. Yeah. It's and actually one of the things that makes it great, I think, is that like I don't think you could do that show in hour long episodes. Right. Like it like yeah. the way it always ends on a perfect note where you almost don't expect it to end. Like that show never really they always introduce the next problem like five to ten minutes before the end of the episode. Yeah. So that when shit hits the fan and you're like, normally if it was like an hour long show, that's like when the, almost like the second climb to like a climax would happen. They're just kind of like, fuck. And then credits. Like yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's yeah. so perfect. They take it to it's like extreme. And like anytime there's like a Guilfoyle and Dinesh thing, it like, it goes oh, from yeah. zero to a hundred. Oh, yeah. so like that one episode where they've got to do the, what is it? Stem or like the sort of thing about like, oh, but how about, how do we get this girl? But we gotta remove her husband from the situation. Oh yeah, doing like the, the ramp. Yeah, like the guy with the, oh. the extreme sports guy or whatever. That was hilarious. Yeah, totally. His calculations are wrong, and yeah. they're just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Did we tell him? Um, yeah, I can't think of another. So like, good. That show. That's a that's a good one. That's a good call. Hard. Yeah, is Louis a half hour show? It's not on what? anymore. Oh right, he was doing horror. Yeah, yeah. Is Workaholics still on? Like yeah, I think they have one more season. And then it's the last How one. How long are episodes of The League? That's not on anymore either. Fuck. Dude, I'm, I, there's so much That's TV so now. Yeah. There's so much great TV. Not there's a lot of great truly... half-hour TV shows, though, yeah. apparently. No. <laughs> well, like, because half-hour is still kind of the realm, I think, of, like, uh, major network, like, network TV and, like... Well, but the one the one that you named was is not network television. I know, right. that, but that's what I mean. Like, what I think of, like, that is sort of the area of... You mean uh, you don't like the Big Bang Theory? Oh, you know what I do like? <laughs> you know what I do like that is a show like that, that I feel like gets better with each season, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I do like Oh, yeah. That, that show is... Actually, yeah. I, well, a lot I, of people enjoy that. I mean, I will watch it, but like, again, it's another it. one of those things that I don't really seek out or like... It's 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 funny, I but... I find like, it... Eh, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, the first season, I was like, mm, this isn't going to go on for very long. And then like, by the end of the first season, I was like, that was pretty funny. I enjoyed like a regular dose of Andy Samberg. And then the second season, I was like, oh, now they're really starting to like kind of ex- not explore, but like the care. I know the characters, they're established. So like, and by the third season, like the uh, Chief Holt yeah. is like, fuck, man, that guy's scenes are amazing. Yeah, like it's, it, it, I mean, so far, I know it will. Anything like that has a sort of, it has a, a shelf life, but like, because there's only so many times you can repeat this, you know what I mean? The yeah. same kind of jokes, but like Chief Holt, it fucking cracks me up. Like he <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. I think comedies have a danger of the characters becoming characters Jump, yeah. of themselves where it's just like they become the most extreme versions of the pieces of their personality that people like. And then they kind of discard all everything else. And mm-hmm. then it just becomes a shit show or they go the other way and like try and dismantle that character and go and be like no 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 these are the motivations for why he does this you're like oh, yeah no we don't need to know why this dude from how i met your mother is that way he just is like let it be yeah how i met your mother anyway uh i think this is a perfect time to move on to marvel's luke cage uh again to summarize this is a, a show about a hero 
who is uh, apparently super strong, although in Jessica Jones, I don't remember him being... He's not super strong. He's not like... Thor or the Hulk. Sure, but yeah. he's he's he abnormally has, strong. He, he, he does have uh, enhanced strength yeah. and also yeah. bulletproof skin. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I was about to get there. Sorry. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and he's not even just bulletproof, but like it, it seems everything proof. Pervious, yeah. pervious to, to stabbing damage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know, show commences. He is in uh, New York City, Harlem. Yeah. Uh, and hiding out from the cops and disaster ensues and he has to go on a quest for vengeance, sort of. Can I just yeah. point something out before I forget? Yeah. Real quick. The owner of the shop is the guy from The Wire? Yes. There, I've been noticing, so, yeah, but that's not what I was going to yeah. say. The guy that's takes over, I mean, we... Again, if you've made it this far, if you're a regular listener, you know that we tend to spoil stuff. Sure. This is not like a major spoiler, but the guy that takes over the shop that plays chess. Yeah. Yeah. Also, barbershop guy from The Get Down, which I just started watching finally, which I'm fucking loving. But that guy, I'm like, man, this guy's in danger of getting typecast because those shows are like... But he's also in a lot of other shit too. He's in a lot of other shit, but he was the... uh, I always remember him as the guy in the morgue in seven. Oh, okay. when they when they right. have the when they have the uh the uh gluttony guy right. on the table and I just remember him <laughs> delivering the delivering the line when Brad when Brad Pitt's talking about the marks on the back of the guy's neck and he's just like be the barrel of a gun and the guy's just like press hard enough, sure. Guy <laughs> just for some reason that line Yeah. I mean that movie fucked me up. But yeah. that line I was like, oh shit. Just and now every time I see that guy I'm like, oh yeah. That's hard enough, sure. But he's in two kind of like inner city barbershop guy that plays chess. Isn't he in Mr. Robot? Yeah, he was the dude uh, from from Mr. Robot. Yeah. Yeah. But I just meant like it was just interesting seeing two shows that came out around the same time that were probably filmed around the same time. And in both of them, they're just like, we want you to be like the street smart kind of old, old timer who has some role in or around a barbershop and, and, and has like street knowledge that he like hands down to the kids, you know, like, so it's just funny. Cause it's as if, because I just finished Luke Cage, I watched all of Luke Cage, like finished it a couple weeks ago or whatever. And then just started the get down. So it's almost like a continuation. Like it's like, <laughs> this is pop's barbershop, but like back in time, like in the seventies right. or something. Right. Right. Like, this is just fucking bizarre. Traveler. But anyway, back to, I just needed to like, because I thought that was really funny. That was like literally earlier today. I was like, "Oh shit, that guy!" Oh, I forgot in my ra- in my kind of summary of the show. It's it's sort of a goes mo- on a vengeance quest. A, a modern day play. Uh, oh, sorry, a modern day take on uh, black exploitation, which is key. Yeah. yeah, to note, key. Yeah, yeah. I, repeat. I mean, yeah. like, there's things that are. I, for lack of a better term, intentionally hammy a little bit because it's like a sort of a nod wink to black exploitation. But I, okay. So in kind of in keeping with the, you got to love it bit of this thing. Although before I talk about what I love, here's the reason why I think it's shouldn't be as loved. It, it falls into the same trap that a lot of superhero stuff falls into when it comes to heroes that are impervious to things like Superman, for example, 
the only way to really make a good villain is to force that hero sort of to make choices as opposed to like coming at him head on with fists or guns or whatever. And this entire show is just like, well, let me just try and shoot at him. We'll just see what happens. Right. Yeah. There's like no, his character shows no restraint throughout the show. He goes from like, I'm hiding out. I'm just like, I'm a man of reason and this and that. And like, I'm not trying to get in anybody's business. and trying to say low key. And then like, Two episodes in, suddenly he's like, well, I'm just going to go into this building and fight everybody with no consequence or like Bef- consideration for murder. <laughs> Before I address that, though, mm-hmm. I feel like, again, in keeping with the you got to love it, we should. Oh, it's like past. Let's let's give you the mic, <laughs> Nimit, because you picked this as you got to yeah. love it. So maybe. Yeah. What didn't you love? What? Yeah. Like, tell. well, just like, get you know, I, you know, obviously there's reasons. Let's yeah. just like hear, you know, your sort of take on the show or like why you didn't enjoy it. Right, maybe why, where you thought it could have been better, and then I'll take my turn going. Uh, <laughs> we'll do a tete a tete. Yeah, yeah. Bennett Slater round two. Okay, but with right. Nim- right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. There, there's like there's like a couple levels to like what bothered me about it. Like, okay, what I appreciate is that I'm really glad that this show was made, and I'm mm-hmm. really glad that you know it's a show that has predominantly black. Uh, actors you know this character is really like i invested a lot in him after seeing him in jessica jones and like i was really stoked when that shows and i'm like oh fuck yeah like when's his show gonna come out i'm so stoked for this but the thing that was frustrating about it like just to get right to it is that it feels so like it's just the dressings of like this guy he's going to this community or it's his community he's trying to bring it back up but like they they don't really show that they don't really have him engage with these people and this thing in any sort of like believable way it's just like you put people in circumstances for plot's sake and like i don't know man like it's even like they're not they don't build his character up to be like a have a moral stance in any way like it it doesn't feel fresh and like i I think that's kind of the contrast why i put this one up against atlanta because atlanta feels like these people live in this space and like this like at the city that they live in it's, it's got a texture it's a character in and of itself whereas the harlem that they're putting luke cage in like it's just it's whatever they need it to be for the sake of like a scene a moment and like that was like the overarching thing because I'm like this show like it, it kind of deserves better. It deserves to have like a really in-depth sort of diving into this world that Luke Cage inhabits and why what are his motivations because it kind of feels like you know in Jessica Jones he was motivated by like his wife dying and like everything that he did like the bar why he's off the books like his powers all that sort of stuff like it was very motivated by all these things that have happened to him but then in like you know i couldn't tell when we got in like the first episode of the show like three quarters of the way into it i look over at my girlfriend i'm like hey like did we miss something like is this episode three and we just started at that because like i don't know if this took place after jessica jones i don't know like is this before he gets his powers? Like, you know, what's really happening here? And like, they just right. don't do a good job of like setting that up. Um, yeah, yeah, I hear you. He, uh, it, it does have a, a kind of a, a weird start. And I think it takes about two or three episodes before you're finally like, oh, I see what's going on here. And I do kind of agree that it, the dressing of, of the like city kind of just serves the story as opposed to being a character in and of itself but i feel like that's maybe part of the black exploitation aspect of it like the the girl who like loses her her dad's ring or whatever 
Mm-hmm. That felt like very classic movie, like oh my god, like or the like comic book, like I need your help, please, like get this back. The one thing I thought was so weird though is he's for, well, first of all, it's just littered with the n word, right. left, right, and center, but also that uh, he's constantly interacting with the villain, and like the villain is at, at like very few points in the show does the villain ever hold the upper hand. Yeah. So the things that I I. <clears throat> I agree with a lot of the points you're making. I definitely... So first of all, I do think it's the weakest of the four seasons. I think... uh, I also was very excited to see what they were going to do with Luke Cage. But admittedly, I did go into it expecting it to be more of a... This will be the second time this is coming up, but almost like The Wire in terms of like... um, I think the show is like very timely, which they even speak to in the show, that, that like guest spot by Method Man, when he's like saying like you know, like how timely is it that we've got like a bulletproof hero who's black you know, right, right, that's right, in yeah. it. And like they, not that there, I mean, there's been violence. This isn't a new problem in the States, but I think that the spotlight has been on it particularly in like the last two years. And I think that like Luke Cage has been a character for like decades longer than that. And then even in addition to that, I'm pretty sure they had planned these shows prior to that shit really ramping up. So it does feel very like, Oh, like they they can make a statement here. They can maybe reach out to viewers that like they haven't haven't really cared about the other characters as much, and right. like there's that. So I kind of felt a little bit let down that it was. Um, but again, like you said, like I stuck with it mostly be- out of loyalty to Marvel and because all the other shows are so good, I wanted to give it a chance. And I feel like after I accepted that um, it was going to be. You know there are the those nods to black exploitation, and it's also the most the, comic booky for the sure. dialogue. Yeah. yeah, the dialogue was kind of you know I, I felt that like he Luke Cage or Mike Coulter had like the weakest dialogue of all the characters, and that that's like the thing that bothered me the most. But the rest of the stuff I actually kind of disagree. Like so, one of the things I really liked was that okay, this is like a two sided coin. It addresses yeah. things that you said and that you said. So the first thing is. You're talking about how there weren't really consequences. I loved that because I think that a trope, especially in hero movies, in comic books and characters, one of the reasons that my favorite characters are people like Wolverine, for example, or even Deadpool, is that I get so tired of seeing like people who are like handcuffed by morality, like because so many heroes are built on characters where they're like, I won't kill. And like with Batman, you're like, I get it. And it's complex, but like, if you had literally just killed one of these villains, you would have saved like thousands of lives. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, so what yeah. I liked was that very early on, there's like a precedent set where he's like, uh, you know, he's been laying low. He, he doesn't get close to anybody. So there aren't really connections for to be squeezed for him. Right. But one of the few connections he has gets murdered along with a bunch of other people like in cold blood. And he's basically just like, don't take this for granted and like immediately after instead of the guy being like okay i'm gonna like figure out a way to be a hero he's just like i'm gonna fuck this guy's shit up and i think that it's i think that it's actually sort of part of the character that like he's like i don't really want to kill people but like when he went into that church like he didn't give a shit what happened but before that if you remember the scene where that kid sticks him up in the park yeah like he was tipping point like he was at a point where he was like these people are so preoccupied with killing each other and like there's all of this horrible shit going on and I'm overwhelmed and I've lost somebody that I cared about and all this shit that like the fact that he destroys like an entire church in like a way and they've got the music playing like I was like yes finally a guy that's like 
not necessarily, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I think that's one of the things that adds to the complexity of his character is that sometimes the consequences of his actions, limited though they may, like, you know, small though they may be in the show, like, he realizes, like, he's like, oh, shit, like, you know, maybe not I did something wrong, but, like, I'm still coming to terms with my ability and my strength. The second thing is that I think with everybody shooting him, in most of the cases where he's confronted with that, it's like pe- people don't, it either becomes a joke by like the end of the show or like people, he still hasn't encountered those people yet. Right. And it's a natural reaction for them to try to shoot him. But it gets to the point where he's like, oh, you must not have heard of me yet because people still try to shoot him. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing that did annoy me is that the flip side of that coin is what you were saying is there are so many scenes where he is within arm's reach with no threats around him of the, of major villains in the story and he just has like a conversation with them or they like flex on each other and i was like literally like i'm not saying like murder the guy but like there's situations with um I, uh not diamondback but uh cotton mouth cotton mouth where i was like bro fucking literally just like knock this guy out and then figure out what to do after don't just like stand there there's yeah. nothing literally nothing holding you back this guy has nothing on you yeah. there's no innocence in the room you just knocked out like five of his thugs and now you're just like talking to each other is it like I think that was supposed to be also part of the sort of like, you know, like the uh, machismo or machismo of like the 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 sort of black exploit, you know, like these guys. But like there was definitely two or three times where it was like, oh, this has a sort of Breaking Bad, like it's within arm's reach, just fucking do it, and then like he doesn't do it to like make more episodes. So that did bug me a bit. But overall, I liked the feel of like. You know, even when he like those cops try to get him and he like throws it like he yeah, didn't yeah. want to do that. But he's also like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not like going back to jail. Just let me do this one thing. And I'll work it out later. Like, I think that he's sort of I falling didn't forward. really understand shades either. Like he was kind of afraid yeah. of him for what seemed to be no reason whatsoever. Like, yeah, they yeah, were both in prison together. But like, OK, I think they'll. Like I thought, he I had, think that they'll build on that more. I thought he had powers at once. Like when he first took <laughs> yeah. off his shades and he's like looking in my eyes, I was like, "Oh fuck, is he yeah. gonna like do some weird shit?" But like, no. He he even though was I thought an interesting character because when he came in, you didn't really know. He's like, oh, "I work for Diamondback," but yeah. then as things were going on, you're kind of like, "Wait, this guy seems to be doing his own shit." And then when Diamondback came in, it, yeah. it seemed clear that they were at odds. At odds, but also maybe on like a even you know like there were times he, where it felt like shades was talking down to diamondback he and diamondback was kind of like ooh and then th- there was like the switch also and then like yeah. how they kind of left it where he's like like he, he strikes me as a kind of a star scream type character where yeah. he's like working for Opportunist. diamondback but right. like in, yeah in the background is just like i'm going to take over yeah. you know <laughs> uh but there were things that i did like well i have to mention this too by the way i was at scarborough town center which is a mall uh, in Toronto, and they were selling hoodies with bullet holes in them, a la that's funny. The yeah, final that's episodes <laughs> of Luke Cage. Um, but I I did like the sort of nod and wink to his uh, original costume, mm-hmm. where you know yeah, he's escaped and he's, oh, yeah, yeah, he's and got brown. like yeah. all that stuff going on, and then he gets that like mustard colored shirt, right. and <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, but. I, you know, I think the problem is not that it was all that bad as far as superhero shows go. It wasn't excellent. It wasn't yeah. up to the standard that we expect. Yeah, well, yeah. There, there are some bad ones, right? Like, The Arrow is not a great show. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a lot Ash. of the DC ones are yeah. not great. The Flash, I I like more than Arrow, but still n- not that great. Supergirl. But when when it comes Legends to Legends of Tomorrow, yeah, those are all in that same Gotham wheelhouse. Yeah. I've right. not seen Gotham. Well, I saw the first two episodes. I was like, I'm never watching this show yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Carter, yeah, there's 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 plenty. Even even Agents of Shield, there's plenty of yeah. not great yeah. comic book shows. But Ghost Rider though is sick. That, wait, there's a Ghost Rider show. No, that's this season of Shield oh. is called is well not called but it's Agents of Shield Ghost Rider and it like they're de- like that's where they went from the last season and oh, cool. they like na- oh you didn't know that yeah. no it's uh, I've only watched the first two episodes and that shows like again it's well, very it's downloading it's, so it's very can... campy but yeah I know but the I feel like they it's the new rebooted Ghost Rider where he's got the muscle With the car. car yeah uh-huh. it's like the uh, Latino guy fuck who's the actor that plays him I can't remember. Whatever. Go. Sorry. Continue what you're yeah. saying. Uh, Not a lot of good so, ones. So there's a lot of comic book shows that are worse than this. Yeah. Right. But when it comes to Marvel Netflix collaborations, a bar has been set. Mm. Yeah. Without question, because the first two seasons of Daredevil are fantastic. I think Jessica Jones is even better, but like we, that's a debate for another time. Like I, I love that, and and the way that they go about the hero with like PTSD sort of Mm -hmm. and the psychological villain who has these powers, but like they almost never even see each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a new take on, it's almost like the superhero bit of it in Jessica Jones is secondary, but anyway, so it's very nuanced is what I'm trying to get at. Mm -hmm. And this is just like, uh, well, okay. Yeah. That's my exact thing. Cause it's like, they set the bar so high. They even presented the same kind of a, scenario that you can put for like an overpowered dude like like you're saying the handcuffed hero like and they dealt with that in a really great way and so then to see it go from like that to to, like the the direction that they took it and it felt like you know a bit a big letdown here's the thing here's the thing the other thing i'll say about that because i don't think you're wrong yes also it's an opinion so you can't be wrong in your opinion but i think something they might have run into is i remember initially and I could be misremembering, but initially it was announced they were going to do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and a Defenders Netflix movie. Daredevil was so successful that a Daredevil season two came out before Luke Cage came out. Right. Jessica mm-hmm. Jones is probably going to get a second season. I don't know. I wouldn't He's already it. got Luke, a second season. There you go. Luke Cage and Defenders, if I'm not mistaken, is now going to be more than a movie. It's going to be like several parts or like a, its own series. Yeah. And Punisher, who's in Daredevil season two, is going to have his own show. So I think what also kind of happen is if you were to put this they're supposed to be sort of these street level kind of b-list heroes right that are existing in the same world as these superheroes but they're kind of like oh for the people sorry let me just cut in i one thing i loved about this is the kids selling footage of the event the event like essentially the avengers fighting aliens and i was like ah that's so cool anyways (laughs) go on but like the first season of daredevil was pretty wicked, but I would say the climax of that was when he fought that one ninja guy. Okay. Yeah. That was the first season, right? The second season escalated so much. They introduced Electra. There was fucking the entire hand like attacking yeah. a hospital. There was like supernatural shit. Yeah. Fucking Punisher was in it. It was balls to the wall. Luke Cage, this is like his, for lack of a better, t- this is his origin, yeah. picking up after he was introduced. And he kind of lost everything he had that we saw what little it was in Jessica Jones. So yeah. like 
the other thing is that there wasn't uh, the uh, I can't remember what they're called because in the comics the the snake na- the people named for snakes that's like a group of supervillains that ha- that like have the attributes of like they look they've got like fangs and shit yeah like stretchy you know like all this crazy stuff right, right. so in keeping with the thing they obviously wanted to normalize it so they just made them gangsters and again a lot of it felt very timely and like they're trying to kind of ground it so i think what they ran into is like there's not if we want to keep these guys below the avengers but like introduce a new character who's just super strong but is laying low like how do you do that without having a magic bullet (laughs) like literally a magic bullet but but no but that's again that's so here's something else i feel like there have been people that um watch these things as standalones right like i know a lot of people who um have maybe only seen Daredevil or they've only seen Jessica Jones or they've only seen for some reason Thor two, you know, people see like only sequels or fucking whatever, but they don't, they're not like tuned into the whole cinematic universe. All of these shows have all these Easter eggs and nods to everything else that's happening in the universe. And much like the kids selling footage of the event, I think that it's, I can understand if you're a new viewer, if you just started watching Luke Cage, you wouldn't have a fucking clue, but I loved that Justin Hammer, who's introduced in Iron Man 2, didn't die. He's just out there as a rival corporation of Stark Industries, who's established as kind of this like scum sucking, will do anything, still wants to make weapons, make profit off of hurting people. Basically, head his guys, get debris from a huge alien invasion, and kind of reverse engineer it. And now he's selling weapons, and that's trickling down to the street because that whole idea of weapons trickling down to the street is like a real, like that's a real issue and a real threat. And I right. liked that, you know, you're saying, how do you hurt somebody who can't be hurt? The solution, it wasn't as miraculous as maybe it could have seemed otherwise, or it would seem to somebody that hasn't seen those other things. Like it, it I understand that it's like kind of like, oh, that's convenient, but it, it does make sense. Like it's like, oh. Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. So, I just. So like, I, I don't know. There anymore. was, and, and it still had its complications like that, that like the Judas bullet, like it wasn't like perfect. It didn't just go in and like kill him or like go in and kind of hurt him. And they figured like, that was like a two episode arc where they're like, sure. how do we fucking help somebody and, where but we then, can't get through? Then his they're skin. just like, yeah. all the cops have it now. And, and I, yeah, anyway, but it's like, it's like that idea of escalation. It's the same thing as like in Batman, Batman puts on a mask and runs around. Now we've got all these fucking people running around and it ends up being dark Knight rises as fucking pure chaos. Like, it's not that it's less of a stretch as far as I'm concerned that corrupt officials working with it's the same shit as the wire. It's the same shit as like in like um, the get down where you have the people who are at the top of the street level who have like all the money and influence and power and are just fucking people over so that they can get theirs. Mm-hmm. And the people at like the bottom of the legal level working together to like keep the status quo going. So like, in a world where there's superheroes and aliens and stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, like I'll give them that. But I can also see the flip. Like if you were like, oh, what's this Luke Cage show? And you didn't know it was connected to any of these other things. You'd be like, what the fuck is this alien bullet shit? Yeah. Well, on a side note, if Marvel's listening, if you could create a sort of, if you ever, if you've ever seen the original law and order, the first half of the episode (laughs) is them catching the criminals. And the second half of them of the episode is them being prosecuted. If we could have like a Jessica Jones catching the criminals and uh, Daredevil prosecuting, prosecuting them, that would be fantastic. Or just a law An- another crossover. One more thing. I do think it will be interesting to see, because Iron Fist is the next one, and Iron yeah. Fist and Luke Cage kind of have 
a relationship. They just, they just rebooted it in the comics, actually, but they've kind of always had a sort of like Power Man and Iron Fist kind of thing going on. So right. I think, I think when it comes down to it, is that maybe unless Brian Michael Bendis is writing him, like Luke Cage is not. It's tough to make him a standalone character that is as that has as much depth maybe as Matt Murdock or Jessica Jones, just because like. Again, he even the, his power set, like his skill set, it's yeah. just like he's just a strong guy. Yeah, that's bulletproof. He, he also like it's doesn't not, have as rich of a story. Yeah. Like he as the other he characters. got framed. He was a cop. Okay, yeah. cool. And then like they did an experiment on him. Okay, but it's like a very sort of classic, almost like throwaway. Like we need another character kind of thing. And I think it can be done well. And I think it could have been done better. But I certainly like, I enjoyed it. It just was definitely the weakest of the four shows. I think. So Nimit, being the comic book expert at the table, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to say that. Uh, wh- <laughs> Have you met Andrew Patterson? <laughs> what What is your favorite comic book adaptation ever? Like in anything? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Man. I mean, you didn't like this one. What's one that you did like? Uh, off the dome. Well, like I had to do a hard. It was Tank Girl, wasn't it? The original Tank Girl. <laughs> Always. Uh, I had to do a hard purge of the Luke Cage with Jessica Jones because I feel like that was like a solid standalone story because I think that's what I'm looking for with these things. Like I'm kind of sick of expanded universe everything. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I just want something that's going to stand alone and tell a story that way. Right. Um, Shit. Let me think. It's going to take a second. Yeah, that's fine. I'm trying to think of what mine might be. It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. You know what I'm looking forward to, though? Is oh. American Gods? I thought you were gonna oh, say yeah. Logan. Oh yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> what? <at laughs> no. All looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm pretty fed up with Fox. Like, <laughs> it's awful, but like, I still like. You know Japan what though? I or... I will say that the bars is, is set pretty low for that one, such that if it's like even remotely good, I'll be like, oh fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I yeah. I American Gods might be the only. Although that's not really a comic adaptation. No, it's a so book. It's not but it might be the. Written by a comic writer. One of the yeah. only things where I almost feel like it shouldn't be done. I agree. And and I wouldn't say I'm excited. I will definitely probably watch like the first episode to see how I feel. I'll like try to give it a chance. But I want to say like I love that book, but it was something that just like it's almost like you were describing uh, the expanse. But you know, I, yeah, like I st- I read The Expanse and I kind of followed your advice. I didn't watch any of the show and I read that first book and then I just Googled The Expanse to see how what the characters look like. Yeah. And I was immediately just like, oh, no, fuck this. Yeah, this yeah. is all wrong. And like American Gods is even more like that because the characters are like larger than life in my head. I picture them being so, but I almost so yeah. fucking crazy that I'm like, they can't, this can't be a thing. I kind of feel that way about Preacher though. I mean, if you got through the whole thing, you'd, you'd be like... I'm on like issue how, 40. I keep going back is, to it. How is this going to translate? It's like, yeah, in almost insanity. Yeah. But yeah. they've done actually a, a pretty decent job. Totally. Thus but, far. But in my head, like I just take even Mr. Wednesday in my head. He's like, you know, John Goodman in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Yeah. He's like that, but like three times the size, even if that's not how he's described. I just picture this like impossibly large yeah. guy with like an iPad. Like, so there are all of these characters where, Again, like maybe if you combined like Guillermo del Toro and like fucking, I don't even know, like some sort of Jim Henson 
I don't know. It just like in my head, in my memory, thinking back, because I fucking loved that book. I yeah. was just like, I'm like, oh no, it's a TV show. And also, why? What are they? Yeah. What's the story going to be? Is I it this the same thing? It's kind of like the. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just don't really get. It would be cool maybe as a film. Even like a but big, still like, be yeah. pretty hard. It would still be hard, but it would be more like I see it more like a Fight Club, where if it was a perfect storm and the stars aligned, you know, like they could they could pull that off, and it would become like a cult, amazing movie. Yeah. But like a TV show, and it's not even like what is is, is it, it a like an, is it a network TV like, show? It's no, no, stars. It's, I think. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So they'll give it know, like man. two seasons, and then I don't know. <laughs> it, it yeah, it's pretty chancy. You know, okay. I think I've come up with my favorite adaptation, and I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. Watchmen. Mm. Lay it on. Yeah. Me. What? Really? Yeah. No, man. No, that's cool. Come on, man. And, I like Watchmen. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. The ending. The ending is better than the comic yeah, ending. Yeah. How? That's how, blasphemy like, to say it, but it makes more so, sense. It's so crazy that it's like so much. Like, it's crazy okay. to me that people can even argue that. Yeah. I'm like, the, he had, they had. Uh, no yeah. again no disrespect i mean alan moore probably fucking like right yeah he's brilliant and i it's like one of the best utterly deserving of all the praise it gets but all yeah. i'm saying is like when they in the movie when they were like oh we have dr manhattan right here yeah like you know and we don't have time to do the fucking black sales and like scientists being kidnapped and a fucking right. giant fake alien yeah like alien so, invasions and and, and like it it was smoother and it just felt like but you know, it also dave just, murray was listening to this episode he would be fucking just furious yeah, right now his... he's furious and he doesn't know why yeah, yeah. <laughs> wherever he is right now he just like is like beside himself yeah well i just think and i mean it's by no means a perfect adaptation and there are others that i can think of that are probably better but just for the very fact that when I saw that, like when I saw the ending and I was like, at first when I saw it was taking a turn and I'm like, this is not the same as the comic. This is not yeah. going to be good. And then it happens and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is a much better idea than what they did. Because like, like why go jump through all those hoops when you have like the perfect scapegoat right there? It's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know? It's wild. Did you anyway. think of one, Nimit? Because I'm still trying to think of one. I'm still trying to think of one. One that I'm excited for is Tom Hardy doing 100 Bullets. <coughs> oh, what? That's what? a fucking thing? Yeah. That's crazy. Wait a minute. Like, Do you just like leak like secret? No. It, like biz? <laughs> like we're going to have to edit this out later? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Crossed that was it No, no, no. They Fuck. announced that he uh, is optioning or he's optioned the series see that or, should be a tv show if, yeah, if yeah, any, that makes if that, any yeah, comic should be a tv sense. show it's fucking that one because yeah. there's just like so much shit going on fuck that's like croatoan right there yo yeah croatoa the minute man oh god I like also, anytime i put on a suit i think of that i'm like Ugh. also i just interject to say that i think like it's image so who has been just killing killing it for me like i love marvel but the fact that all of their series are like timed now, there's nothing that makes it pass. It feels like there's nothing that makes it pass like issue like 12, which I can understand maybe why they're doing that from a business perspective, but it's infuriating to me as a old comic reader and comic lover. Like I just want to be able to know that something's going to last for the foreseeable future. And I'm like investing in something, investing my time in something image is killing it. And like 95% of the books they're putting out, I feel like would make incredible, films or like it is like like full throttle right now creator owned property like just like these people who have worked on all of these other things and have just been waiting for the right time to like tell their own stories and it's just hits man we've talked yeah. about a lot of them on this show fucking black a black science show on like a like 
That would be fucking amazing. Modern With the amount Stargate. of money in TV now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like the amount of money in TV. Fucking Black Science, Deadly Class, fucking Nowhere Men. See, the, the, thing, the wicked and the divine the, like the, all, it's the problem crazy. with deadly class is it would end up being a cw show yeah yeah where it's like it would you be need less, it to be like an fx you need, or you need to be like it's thing. basically battle yeah. royale it's but like with a little bit more going on model-esque yeah. teenagers who are like are yeah. complaining about their lives set to this backdrop of like fucking murder or whatever. i agree but it would be i'm just saying like it would be cool to see more and i think that like that would be if not, if it hasn't already started, that's going to be like the next push is I think that the people, the money grubbers are going to be like, okay, we've kind of exhausted maybe superheroes, but yeah. you know, and it's not new, like comic in even indie, like ghost world, you know, there've been people making like indie films based on like graphic novels for like a long time, but that's a, well, I'm a lot of them good adaptations, like history of violence. Like that's a movie that yeah, you yeah. watch that you're like, oh shit, this was based on a graphic novel. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great movie. Ghost world was good. Yeah. Uh, fuck i don't know man I, like i'm also kind of having trouble like yeah. thinking of one that like really i was like oh shit so here's what we're gonna do i just okay. got this new phone that has the google assistant <laughs> okay on it, okay and we're gonna see like siri what google assistant has to say what is the best comic book adaptation <laughs> no pressure oh 10 best what oh but this is just is superhero? it a list no, this is just superhero. I mean, people... Okay, so Deadpool is obviously on this list. But no, I don't want just superheroes. Just give me comics, man. I could talk about things I would li- other things I would like to see get made into a show. Oh, there's just yeah. so many. There's so many. The Jake Ellis ones. Uh, I recommend That'd that one. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, Nimit also recommended Who is Jake Ellis. Yeah. The I, follow-up is real good. Where is Jake Ellis? Yet. Haven't read, haven't you read sent it, it to me, though, didn't yeah. you? Oh, my God. What, what am I, I waiting love, for? I would love to see desolation jones as a tv show and i don't know if you guys are familiar with it i think i've mentioned it before i might have even recommended it like 20 episodes ago uh it's a perfect setup that never got a follow-up there's one trade warren ellis and jay oh, is it Williams that III. one that like jumps into the future no all right so the premise is and this is why i think it would make a good show because when i think of shows i tend to think of uh not that it has to be this way. I've seen lots of great limited series. In fact, we were talking about how anime can tell like a story in a contained like one season. They don't need to make it go forever. Yeah. But I tend to think of like, oh, this would make a good series because of like longevity. Like you can like envision enjoying watching these characters develop and introducing new like Clone High is an example of a show that got canceled early that had a perfect formula for like Simpsons like longevity. You know, you could just, you have endless historical characters to pull on, endless celebrities to make appearances. You can follow these kids through fucking high school, through college, university, and well into their normal lives. And the concept is still fresh and hilarious at every stage. Unfortunately, it was canceled. (laughs) Desolation Jones is about uh, uh, an MI6 agent who's kind of like the poor man's James Bond. He's Mm -hmm. got like severe uh, substance abuse problems. Um and he's kind of like a total like waste of skin basically at the, at this point at the beginning of the com- uh, comic and he is put in a program yeah uh by MI6 that's supposed to make him like the perfect agent because uh, he's got like nothing to lose right or nothing to live for and it's basically they expose him to like a clockwork orange type torture for like 365 days and the goal is that they want to desensitize him to all emotion and feelings so that when they tell him to do something he's basically like a robot and he just goes in and does it but he's still useless when they're done, except now he just can't feel anything. 
So they send him to LA. And what you find out very early in the comic is that LA is like uh, this designated zone for all of the world's government's rejected experimental like agents. Right. They're, they're allowed to do whatever they want and live more or less freely as long as they don't leave the boundaries of LA. And Desolation Jones is there and he is a detective. That's like basically what he does to make his living is he takes like jobs, but like jobs that are kind of, there's this community, the CD under community in LA of like, for example, the guy that gives him jobs has no teeth and he just looks like this little like guy, like this little kind of old guy with like suspenders and like a like white tank top. Um, but his experiment was that they wanted to create an agent that didn't need to eat. So basically he doesn't need to eat for like the whole year, but once a year he needs to gorge himself on like raw meat to like get for whatever reason. So he has these like metal teeth that are like jagged and he just takes like a week vacation and goes to like the plains of like just secretly cause he's not supposed to leave to like Montana or something and just eats cows. So that's, it's really gross, but there's this like amazing, like the characters were all so fucking original. Um, there's this girl who her pheromones, like she was supposed to be irresistible, like this femme fatale, but it backfired. And people are just immediately, inexplicably, well, you know why, but they don't know why, repulsed by her because they're overwhelmed by her firm. Like, so she walks in a room and people like throw up, like they don't know why. And they're just like, get her away from me. Like, I don't know what's going on. So she lives in isolation and kind of, anyway, he's like the only person that can be close to her because he doesn't feel anything. So they built this amazing universe and it's really fucking dark. Like the the case for the first trade is he has to find a tape uh, of Nazi porn that somebody stole and like a really sketchy person wants back that's worth like billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But the way that they establish all those characters, it could have gone forever. And it was one of those stories where um, Paul actually, back when I was at Sheridan, Paul recommended it. He's mm -hmm. like, yo, check this out. And I bought it and it's been one of my favorite comics ever since. Beautifully illustrated, but like, it's just fucking amazing, man. Like I, it, it just seems like it's crazy that nobody has just come across this and been like, oh, I know a guy. Like, right, let, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's run it up the flagpole. Like, but it's it's very good. So that would be my choice for something I want to see because I can't really think of what my favorite actual is. Let me throw another one at you. Fucking Scott Pilgrim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. Scott Pilgrim was good. Yeah. I mean, it didn't obviously didn't follow all the books and they don't really have that kind of time. Yeah. No. But just like the whole like... Ain't nobody got time for that. He's got like the, the pee meter going on when he's peeing. And it's just like yeah, very... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's good. That was it good. deserved a lot more love than I feel like it got. And I would have wanted to see more of it. But And I thought I thought Michael Sarah was the perfect Scott Pilgrim. Because he yeah. is that like yeah. weird, awkward oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. There's so many good moments. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Anyway. Yeah, they translated did that you, one well. Did you ever come up with a... No, I can't think of one that. Just pick one. I don't just know. Pick. Man. I don't know. Fucking. Just pick a goddamn movie <laughs> or a TV show. Hellboy would be a good TV show. Yeah. It's movies, but it, like, there's lots of them that would just be like. Uh, now the quality, the bar has been set, yeah. and you're like, yo. I mean, you could just go with The Dark Knight. That's probably pretty yeah. good too. Yeah, I'm still trying to think of a TV show though, specifically for some reason. Oh, that's that's so hard. Yeah. Like. I don't even know. How about the 90s Flash? Was there a Generation X TV show? 
based on Marvel's Generation X, like years and years I ago, think like so. before, like really. Well, I'm gonna look that up after. You, yeah. you want to go TV show? We'll just go X Men the animated series. How about that? Or or Batman the animated right. series Batman for the that animated series for okay, that matter. Yeah. yeah, that's like fucking. Those, yeah. those are both good. That's like, that, that's like basically canon now. Yeah. Is Batman the animated series created a bunch of characters, and people are like, "Well, fuck it, we're just gonna use these now because they're amazing. Because <laughs> they're so good." <laughs> also, I know you're not a, a DC guy, but did you ever watch Young Justice? The no. so basically, remember it was X, one of those movies? Well, no, like it was an animated. Se- animated series that took oh. place in like the la- I think it started coming out like three years ago, and then mm-hmm. they got canceled after two seasons. But basically, remember Uncanny X Force when Remender was doing it mm-hmm. with Opeña, mm-hmm. like that that team basically that, but using like the Nightwings, the Superboys, the um, oh cool God, who are the rest? Who are the other people on the team? Black Canary or something. Not Black Canary. Oh, I'm blanking on this. But like all the sort of uh, like oh like um, all the sidekicks to like sure. Green Arrow, Superman, cool. like all those guys. But they did like a two season arc with that where like it was re- like they had the sort of oh we're teenagers whatever. But it was really well grounded and like they had a nice mystery building and you had like a really well developed like network of villains that they were fighting and taking down. And then they kept hinting at like who's really behind it further and further like spoiler alert it's dark side but they're like getting to it like it's so frustrating when shit gets canceled that you're like actually into dc has had a pretty good track record when it comes to animated stuff not so much the live action though uh let me just throw one last one out there before we get to the recommendations Mm -hmm. batman versus superman dawn of justice (laughs) pretty pretty classic film actually didn't hate it as much as uh, yeah really yeah really <laughs> took nailed me a second to remember what that was i was like <laughs> is that one of the animated ones oh shit no that was the last batman movie yeah. batman yeah. superman movie uh yeah. okay so i think now's the point of the show where we say what we would recommend people check out and i feel like we just spent a half hour doing that but <laughs> officially what are your recommendations for the week american football lp2 Ooh yeah just Although on Friday, I I almost feel like we talked about we when they released the new single, but we can. That's fine because it's pretty good, and I've been listening to interviews. Each of the band members, another podcast has been on another podcast called uh, Washed Up Emo, and he's right. slowly interviewing each of them about cool. like the history of it and stuff. Okay, I got a different like, one. Ah, cool. Real quick, because we queue up a song from it or something. Okay, new Joyce Manor album. I don't know what that is. Joyce Manor. It's like they're fourth album i think or something they're just like a top shelf oh yeah sort of sweet maybe new, i do know, you know what that is actually no sleep era kind of i thought i thought joyce manor was like a, a person no but now i I'm can't like, remember okay. uh if yeah you'll give me a moment i'll find the name of the album i've been listening to it a lot though it's great we'll throw that down it's pretty good mr nimit um i'm watching black market on viceland which is the show hosted by Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams. Oh, shit. I fucking saw literally just like a screen grab of that with like the title, and I had no idea what it was, and I completely, like, I didn't Google it, so I was like, what the fuck is this? Thank you for... What is it? It's, uh, so it's, like, Vice Vice has got their, like, little satellite shows that they put out that are kind of about whatever, so Michael K. Williams is going into all these, like, parts of america and wherever exploring like the black market thing being like we've set up like structures and systems and what happens when those systems fall apart and like the people they get like sort of like cast away he's like um 
he's going in to explore their lives and their motivations without casting any judgment. So like the first episodes follows like the, uh, like a, the spree of carjackings that are happening in Newark. And like, it, it's, he, he's just going in there and like with a lot of fidelity, just talking to these guys, like these like, like straight up gangsters who are carrying like assault rifles. Omar coming. Talking. Yeah. And it's like, it's, <laughs> part of what's great about it is that he just comes in there and like, you know, he's they got, got respect for him because yeah, he's he, such a beloved character that they they're all like, yeah, yeah, come on in, and he talks about really, yeah, and they talk about like he talks about some of these guys and he knows them through the show where he's like, yeah, you know, I came back into this thing after like getting a little bit of success. I was wilding out and like I just needed to cool down, and these guys would help me out. And now he's going back in and talking about like these young kids who are having to like jack cars to like so support crazy, themselves, man. and like he'll go to like all kinds of different parts of it. Like he'll they'll deal with like. Um, overfishing in certain parts and like they'll deal with like sugar babies and that sort of thing that's happening nowadays that's crazy yeah, man it's a it's a really interesting show the album is called cody joyce man or cody will cue up a song from there yes uh so my suggestion and i feel like i suggested this before but i'm going to reiterate it if i have is the best hbo show that nobody knows about or talks about which is the leftovers mm. uh, the third season is coming soon i think it uh is a january show so uh i'm suggesting it now so that you have some time to Catch watch up. the yeah. first two seasons because this third season is the last one it has a definite like the show has a definite arc and there's obviously some purpose behind it and it's not as if it's not doing well so they want to cancel it season three it's like no this is where the story ends it is crazy you stick like season one it, it, it's kind of like Lost-esque where you, you watch the first season and you're like, I have more questions than I have answers here. But then season two kind of unravels some of it and you're like, okay, now I have answers for the things that I had questions about in season one, but now I'm like, fuck. What, like, <laughs> what is the fuck is going on? <laughs> what? And so I'm hoping season three is What's one where the, all the show about? All I've the heard people it's disappear like, and then just like yeah. reappear? It's like no, painfully They just don't sad. reappear. Yeah, so what happens... Some people think it's the rapture. Other people just get super apathetic. And um, I want to say like 20% or something like that of the world's population just disappear one day. Like like as if we were talking at this table right here and then I close my eyes and, and open them again, you're just gone, right? And like there, there are, when it actually happens in the show in the beginning, there are people just driving cars and the cars just like slam into walls because like the driver's gone, right? And people just lose their shit and there's no rhyme or reason as to why the people disappear. And then people kind of go about their regular life after this happens, but it's like the entire show has this like air of de depression or like mm -hmm. apathy. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. Uh, as somebody that until very soon pays for HBO, Bell, I'm looking at you, forcing me to pay all that money just for HBO. Um, <clears throat> I frequently see ads for it. Oh God! Oh, someone's choking on candy. Oh. <clears throat> My throat is closing up. Possible mild chocolate allergy. Yeah. Oh no! How did they get all that caramel into <laughs> the caramel <laughs> bar? Dangerous. Sorry, everybody. We'll never know. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a close call. I thought I was gonna like pass out there. Um. I frequently see ads for it. Like they promote it and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And then I just never like 
I just haven't given it the time. But like the promotional stuff for it is like sick. And yeah. like the at like the posters and like the DVD cover, like everything. I'm like, ooh, this looks great. But yeah. there's just so much fucking TV. Like fuck. You know what though? Because it's HBO, the seasons aren't that long. I'm gonna say like eight to twelve episodes, and there's only two of them so far. So I feel like I still gotta watch Bloodline and it, Narcos. Oh. And Pete. Yeah, not all of it. Bloodline is some next level shit too. Uh, Horace and Pete I have not watched only because I'm afraid. I was gonna do that as a recommendation, but you guys have been on a string of like you know Antichrist and some like really heavy shit that I'm like I can't do this. Don't do it, man. Yeah, Don't be- do it. because I know that it's like fucking intense, it's, and I'm just like I'm not. It's seriously some of the best television ever made, but like you know it's that's an endurance challenge. That's yeah. like also like five dollars an episode or something. Uh, and Louis like insanely proud of this show, and it's like. It seems like it's not even a comedy, really. It's and a it, tragedy. Yeah. yeah, it seems awesome, but like you gotta psych yourself up for that. I mean, I it would be it would be one thing if I was walking into it not knowing anything about it, then I'd be like, oh. But like now, I kind of know, and I'm like, ah. I don't but know. like, would you have felt like would you walk into Antichrist the same way? <laughs> Did you walk into it not knowing what to expect? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but, you just it felt like we. Yeah. I felt like I just got hit by a truck when right. we finished watching that movie. I was like, "Oh my god!" I wish somebody had at least given me some yeah. sort of like you think frame though? of reference. I think it would be. It's worse if you go into it like just anticipating like maybe all well, the no, weird see, i've had that i have friends who are sociopaths being like oh no man watch irreversible it's totally great like it's filmed amazingly it, you know there's some tough scenes but it's fine and then you're like what like you're getting flashbacks to it months after like mm-hmm. day is going great and then you're uh, just like ah well, ah fuck that's a wrap yeah uh, that that is another one that <sighs> yeah don't do it i've watched some weird shit in my lifetime man you ever see lie Mm-mm. no oh my god some guy hangs himself. Well, anyway, well, uh, some autoerotic asphyxiation goes That's on, like world's greatest dad. And then he fucking, after he finishes, he goes and murder. No, sorry, he murders his grandparents and then chokes himself while jerking off. Anyway, okay. and he's like sixteen years old. Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Bonus bonus recommendation. Yeah. There. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, anyway, thanks Nimit thanks, for coming guys. by. Thanks for the recos. Oh. Quickly, this has been a long one. Yeah. What's up? Uh, maybe I've just been watching a lot of hot ones, but like, what do you uh, what do you got going on? You have anything oh, you can yeah. talk about? <laughs> yeah, also, let's promote some shit. Yeah. You turned me on to hot ones, and that's become such a regular part of my, oh, so my workflow. Oh, such man. a fucking great show. Man, that's great. Riff Raff on there just talking about gains, having oh. to get like new suits made every week because he's just hitting the gym too hard. Shit, oh, man. That's good. It's fucking gold. Yeah. Riff raff. Um, what have I got going on? I'm working on. Uh, I just finished storyboarding a new horror movie, which will be out what? next year. Um, cool. Two that things that cool. you guys can look for in stores. Um, fuck it, we'll just say it. Uh, one, I'm do. I did the vinyl cover for the Last Guardian. That's gonna be coming. What? Um, cool. And Whoa! You can look for that in the next month or so from I am I'm a bit. Oh yeah. man! And then I'm doing okay, that's an- sick. Another one with them for uh, the Abzu game. Fuck off! That's cool. Yeah, fucking that's so cool. I all this love for image. I've got an image series that I'm working on that will be out next year. Amazing what? man! Yeah. Fucking yeah. busy man. 
well, rent, just fucking. Well, when that comes out, we'll we'll do this up again. Yeah, absolutely. Ho- hopefully, it's not a you gotta love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> guys, I got a recommendation. <laughs> My comic. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hi, we're here for the private. Welcome to Joyce Manor. Found myself down at the Alibi Bar. For the second time this year. Wrote my song down, gave it to the guy Then went to grab another beer Sonia's going to Heard of me. That's the last you heard.